Alrighty, everybody. Welcome back to the Foul Ball Podcast. Just a reminder, our website to find everything related to us. Our website is foulballpodcast.org. Again, to find everything related to us, the Foul Ball Podcast, our website is foulballpodcast.org. And we're excited because we get to invite another podcast to the family, the Foul Ball Podcast family. It is called the Hangover Sports Podcast. So if you go on our website today, you'll be able to find them listed right alongside us. And again, we are incredibly excited to join them to the family. So again, you can find the Foul Ball Podcast and the Hangover Sports Podcast on foulballpodcast.org. So, you know, this video is going to be somewhat brief to talk about the series that just happened against the one and only Detroit Tigers. And the good thing about that, right, is that the most important thing I can say immediately is simply this. As soon as I got home from that last game around midnight, I was the only person in the neighborhood late that night sweeping my front steps because the Red Sox had the sweep as well. Yes, and then unfortunately that story is true. I was out on my front steps with a broom, sweeping the steps off, and you know there were a couple people passing by late at that hour, and they probably thought I was a little silly, but you know what? It was worth it because that was one of the few times this season where the Red Sox have swept a team, especially when they were at home, and boy, was it fun. I mean... You know, did the whole series in classic Red Sox fashion. There were some moments throughout the games where it was close. It was really close. And especially at, you know, the beginning of Wednesday's game. Because if we look at it, right, in the sense of starting out, we were down. We were losing part of Wednesday's game. If you recall... Unfortunately, I do have to be that guy bringing it up again, but when it all comes into the grand scheme of things, it happened. It happened, unfortunately, and it was not fun. It was not fun by any means whatsoever. So, even even if you look, you know, at Tuesday's game, we only lost five, sorry, we didn't lose, we only won by five to four. Right, so we only won by a run because you know we were originally ahead five three, and then they scored another run in the top of the ninth, made it five four, and there were there we were at Fenway Park, all looking at each other like, oh no, please don't tell us that we're gonna blow another game, and thank goodness we didn't, we didn't, we won it, right, and then back to Thursday's game, if I can find it here, Thursday's game, yeah. By the top of the second inning, we were down 2-0, which wasn't really the most fun thing in the world, but even a lot of folks and I were talking about this, about the fact that when we get our runs, especially during the last series against the Tigers, if you noticed, we got a lot of our runs in clumps, like clumps, you know, groups of runs at a time, and, you know, this, this game on Thursday was definitely that prime example of that, where... Bottom of the third inning, we scored four runs. And then bottom of the 
Bottom of the third inning, we scored four runs. Bottom of the fifth inning, we scored two. And then that was it. That was it for the Red Sox. And then, obviously, the Detroit Tigers did not score anything else the rest of the game. And we went on to win 6-2. to two. And we had nine hits. They had five. And the Tigers also had an error. And so, that was a big observation. But another big observation was the fact that, again, this was another series where everything worked. And, you know, I know I've talked about this already, but I'll reiterate the fact that, you know, offense worked. A lot of players on the staff, offensively, contributed. They had a contribution to, you know, getting the ball out and play and then converting those hits into runs. So I always love talking about this method because I nickname it. The Billy Bean method, along with a few friends of mine, uh, the Billy Bean method, you know, is the essentially the idea of the on base percentage, the OBP, on base percentage. Like we gotta figure out ways to solely just get on base. Hey, if you get hit, you get hit. Rub some dirt on it and get on base. If you walk, great. A walk's a walk. And if you get a hit, great. You hit the ball, you hit the ball. Get on base and then have those people on base convert to what you really need is the runs batted in. And so uh, it's always so interesting to talk about and I won't get too much into detail about it at the moment. But it's incredibly important for the Red Sox to remember just simply get on base. Because I think I think our confidence is getting starting to get a little too high. Yeah, it's good that we've won six series in a row. It's great. And I'm sure we're going to continue doing that. But before we let confidence get in the way of our best interest, it's important to remember you can't win this game solely on one person's talent alone. It's a collective effort. It's a collective talent. It's not one person's game. It takes a group to win a baseball game and then it takes a group to win a series and then it takes a group to win you know 110 games a season and then it takes a group to win in the playoffs and the world series i mean you get the point right it takes everybody and if one if it 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 it, it won't work if it's just one or two people there's a reason why there's a gazillion guys out there in the field at a time right you you know if you had just had the pitcher out there the pitcher can't catch his own ball, toss to the first base on his own, and all that other stuff, right? So, going forward, that's, I think, something we need to remember offensively and then defensively. I mean, we're getting there. I saw the other day that we have the lowest ERA that the Red Sox have had in about 20 years. So, that's incredibly important to talk about here for a minute because, obviously, the pitching, at least the starting pitching, is really coming full circle, which we couldn't really say that three years ago, or maybe even a year ago, if I really kind of think about it. Last year, we still had some conflicts with the way the pitching went, and so now it's just a matter of trying to get the closing the closing pitchers a little more accustomed to 
closing the game, right? Because when they go in, one, two, three lights out. Not a not a run going across home plate. They're there to seal a deal, get a win. Because I think a good handful of those games that we lost earlier in the season were due to the lack of ability to shut down a game and end it. And so, you know, I think to, to that point, it's incredibly important to mention the fact that we've already had three guys pitch a whole entire game and win. That's key. Because that saves a lot of pitching changes, time, and nerves of having to watch a closer pitcher maybe throw the game away. And so... You know, we have, we I think we should keep that in mind. Essentially, at the end of the day, right? Trying to view view what's going on with that. And I'll wrap up by saying this: Chris Sale is starting to toss the ball more frequently, right? And I know we've all read some articles about him maybe coming to a AAA game every so often and maybe tossing a AAA game. But I can guarantee you this: he did throw a couple balls at Fenway Park before a game and without further ado that's the ball ball podcast for today remember our website is the is uh simply this foulballpodcast.org